Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 284. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to the Positive Productivity Podcast. I am so happy that you are here to join us today, and I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Adam Shibley. Adam is the head transformologist with transformationcoach.me. Adam, welcome to Positive Productivity. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm psyched to be here, Kim. I appreciate you inviting me on and sharing your platform and your audience with me, and I'm uh, I'm ready to fire it up. So anytime I'm a guest on somebody's show, it's it's one of my goals to be one of the top reviewed and ranked shows that you've ever done. So we're really going to try to deliver some value for your audience here today. That sounds amazing. And I'm already psyched because listeners, I have to share with you that Adam lost over a hundred pounds and in his boot camp has produced over 35,000 pounds of weight losses. Am I reading this right? That's correct. Yes. 35,000 just in my hometown. In your hometown. Yes. Okay. Well, you sort of left that off, which makes it even more outstanding. You're in Indiana. I'm in Ohio. My hometown, I hate to say that, could really use 35 pounds, 35,000 pounds of weight loss. That is so bad. I don't know how many listeners I have in my town. I'm sorry if you're one of the people who could benefit from Adam, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's it, so not uh, positive productivity, but it is so real. <laughs> the Midwest, you know, we're we're the uh, the breadbasket of America, and it's because we eat so many carbs. So, say uh, a good market to be in, a good place to make a difference for sure. Oh my gosh, you are so right. I think in my town we have at least twelve pizza shops. Oh my goodness! And within about two minutes of a drive, I could get to two Wendy's, two Wendy's, not just one. You know, but we need two. There's three subways, a McDonald's, everything bad. Like you have to really go searching if you want to find something healthy to eat, which is so sad. Yeah, that, that's a bummer, but that's something that I mean, that's part of the reason why I created my my million pound mission initiative because I'm I'm out to change that. How are you going to do that, Adam? Well, I think, like you said, it kind of starts with my story. And that's where, you know, everything kind of evolved. So I used to weigh 327 pounds. I I reached a point in my life where I was very overweight. I was unhappy. I was, you know, dealing with anxiety and depression. I was in a ton of debt. I had over $40,000 in credit card debt. I was 26, 27 years old and all these things. Like I just, uh, found a uh, female that I was dating that I fell in love with and she was getting ready to move away about an hour away to pursue her uh, her doctorate degree. And so all these things were happening. It was kind of negative, all right? And I just hit a point where everything needed to change. And I, and I uh, plugged into a little bit of personal development for the first time in my life. Uh, uh, it all got kicked off with a DVD called The Secret. And I started watching that and The Law of Attraction and then that led to Tony Robbins and Robert Kiyosaki and and all this, I just started mass consuming, you know, personal development, positive focused material. And it's like the light switch went on for me and I could see clearly for the first time. And I saw that I was so focused on all the negative and I needed to focus more on what I wanted to achieve and putting a plan in place so that I was accountable to taking some sort of action every single day to make progress towards those goals. So, you know, I ended up losing a hundred pounds uh, and I have a, a method that, that went through. That I went through as far as my goal setting. If you want to dive into that, I had like a five year process that I went through. And um, so 
I would love to hear that. Okay. So it's kind of a deep dive, but it's, it's an important part of my story. So basically what I did was I, I sat down, you know, when I hit my rock bottom moment, I remember I was in a grocery store and I have all this credit card debt. I'm overweight. You know, things are going right relationship wise. And I just remember standing there holding my credit card in, in my hand, just wondering if I had enough money uh, on my account to, to buy my groceries of my unhealthy food. And when I went home, Adam, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt yeah, you, but I've been there. So I understand the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's that rock bottom moment. And a lot of us have been there, you know, just like you said, Kim, you know, a lot, you've been there. A lot of people that are listening have been there. And so, you know, I believe everything happens for a reason. And so when I go home, you know, this is, you know, almost 10 years ago now. So it was in the, the age of the DVD. I don't know if any of your listeners remember DVDs, but they, you know, it was, it was a while back. So we, I had a DVD sitting on my DVD player called The Secret. I popped that in. And like I said, it was just like, it's kind of like I was in a hallway and the lights were off. So I couldn't see any of the opportunities and the open doors in front of me. And being plugged into something like The Secret and the Law of Attraction and, and just all this positivity and personal development material, it's like the light switch finally came on and I could see doors that were open in front of me. I could walk, I could choose to walk through them if I wanted to. And I started building momentum. So that night I sat down and I mapped out the life that I wanted to achieve in five years. I set a date, July 12th, 2012. All right. So July 12th, 2012 was the end date, the deadline to achieve this overhauled life. So now uh, I teach this concept now and I podcast on it. I, I call it my lifestyle rehabilitation statement. So I needed to rehabilitate everything in my life, my mindset, my my physicality, my relationships, my finances. It was just an overhaul, Kim. So it, it was a big deal. And I spent a lot of time just hacking through this process and, and getting it down on paper. So what I came up with were some rules where it had to be uh, in present tense. So when I wrote it out, it wasn't, I will, I will lose 100 pounds. It was, I have lost 100 pounds. I have found my soulmate. We have a beautiful family. I've got a 5,000 square foot facility. I'm a fitness professional. Like all these things, all these goals written, you know, with positive affirmation. That was very important. So I, I created my statement and I mapped out what I wanted to achieve in the next five years. And none of them were even close to happening. You know, like none of the goals, they were big, you know, hairy, audacious goals as the, the term is. And so I, I, I wrote it out and then, this is where people leave it off. This is the biggest mistake with goal setting is they, they get psyched about it. They write them out and then they put them in a drawer or they hit the save button on their computer and good luck, you know? So what I did was I set up accountability because I knew, you know, in my life that areas where I was held accountable, I made progress. There's a saying that what you are uh, held accountable to, you know, what, what is measured, you'll make progress in, but what, what is measured and you're held accountable to, you will make rapid progress. So that's what I wanted to set up, a little system for myself. So I set up a process where every morning and every night I had to read my goals out, out loud and I had to feel them, read them as if they were true and feel how it would feel to be there, to accomplish that. What's it going to feel like? What's my confidence going to feel like after I lose a hundred pounds? What's, you know, what's my heart going to be feeling like when I find my soulmate and we, cre we create a beautiful family together? You know, what's my energy going to be like when I walk into my 5,000 square foot facility and it's packed with people ready to learn from me. So I, you know, I, re I read this every morning and that was kind of the focusing session. I would read it and get fired up for the day out loud. 
And that opened up my mind. It was kind of like that, again, that light switch in the hallway, it goes on and I can see opportunities in front of me because those goals are top of mind. So I go throughout the day looking for opportunities just to make incremental progress. It doesn't have, you know, one email, one connection, one, you know, five minute session of reading a book to learn something on I'm building a business, anything. All right. I was looking for any open door. And then at night I would read it out loud again. And that was accountability. Did I make any progress yet today? towards any of these goals. And if not, I had to do something. I had to send an email. I had to read for five minutes. I had to do something every day for five years, just chip away, chip away, chip away. And eventually things started to happen. I started to build rapid momentum. Uh, I started losing weight. I started teaching people in my hometown how to lose weight. Like you mentioned that, you know, I started, I started my bootcamp program before I had a facility. It just all started kind of going and I started achieving every single goal. The the woman that was, this is kind of the weirdest part. Uh, the, the woman that I was dating that was moving away, you know, we were in love and then she was supposed to, um, she was supposed to buy a house and she, I, I moved her up there. And we're going to try the long distance relationship. Her mortgage falls through and she has to move back, has nowhere to live. So she moves in with me now, you know, 13 years later, we have two beautiful children. And uh, so it's just weird how things happen, especially when, you are, you know, focusing on positivity. So long, you know, wrapping up the long story, the deep dive on this whole process, uh, I achieved every single goal, every single goal. I was seven days late when I walked into my brand. I didn't do a 5,000 square foot facility. I did an 8,000 square foot facility. I walked in seven days past my goal date. So we opened that up on July 19th, 2012. I had over, oh my gosh. Yeah, I had over, I had over a hundred people waiting on me and I never told anybody what I was doing with this. And I told it for the first time in public that day. You know, this is, I got a hundred people there at six in the morning, Kim. It's not like, you know, midday. And they or didn't even know why they were there. No, no, they were there for the workout. They were there to open the studio. They were there for oh, the okay. first workout. And I said, five years and seven days ago, I dreamed this up and none of it was even close to happening. And I told the story that I just told you. And I had people crying, like they're like, that's crazy. And it's just the power of positivity. It's the power of consistency. But, you know, that, it has to be both because I feel like a lot of people get into the law of attraction, they get into the secret, but you can't just think yourself into situations. You can't just sit, sit and think and, and be, uh, you know, just in your chair visualizing it. That's, that's one part of it, but you have to be consistent and be open and looking for opportunities and chip away every day. You have to be in action every day. You know, positivity plus action equals amazing results. And that's what I saw. That's what I did. That's, that's what my life represents. So I lost a hundred pounds. Uh, my hometown lost over 35,000 pounds. And now the big goal is, is the million pound mission. I'm going to try through my podcast, which is called the million pound mission. And, uh, we're going to try to inspire over a million pounds of healthy weight loss and results across the world. And, and it's going to get done. I just, you know, I believe it. I've already felt it. I already know what it's going to feel like when I achieve that goal and same process that I've gone through before. And it's, it's a done deal. Now it's just being consistent and being positive and putting in the work. So that's my story, Kim. Oh my gosh. Okay. I want to come back to the million pound mission in yes. just a moment. And I'm going to say that I will do my part to contribute from Troy, Ohio. Yes. To spreading that. Okay. Because I have a little bit and, and I, I can't really blame it on twins anymore because they're three years old, but I still have twin weight to yeah. take care of. Yeah. So Adam, I do have to share that I became, I was introduced to the law of attraction in 2008, 2009. 
2009, I think. I, uh, my chiropractor, who's now a great friend, introduced me and I've called his office to find out what the exact date was because it was eye opening. And that night when I got home after hearing about it, I researched it and I looked it up online and I was just enthralled. And I know exactly what you were talking about when you were talking about the dark hallway where you couldn't see anything because that's exactly what I was living. And I've shared this on the podcast before, but my he's not my ex-husband, but he came home that day and we did not get along. Let's just say that we should have never gotten married. We get along better now that we're divorced than we ever did dating or married. But he got home and he was annoyed with something and I just looked at him and smiled and it annoyed the heck out of him. And he looks at me and he says, why are you smiling? And I said, because you no longer have the ability to control my happiness. It is all up to me. And yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was very, but I have to share how you wrote it down your, I am, I'm going to call my, your I am statements. I have I am statements. And I actually wrote down a soulmate spec sheet. I, I realized that I needed to move on from him for my sake and for my boy's sake. And I wrote down if I was ever going to date somebody or marry anybody ever again, that this is the qualities that they needed. And I had no idea at that time that Tony Robbins had written down like his whole profile of his wife, who he did meet like a year later, I think the story goes. And two weeks later, I met my husband. Totally on accident. Listeners, I will not deny that I was still married. I did not mean to find my husband before I was divorced, but I am totally transparent on the show. But I found him and I knew I had written down exactly what I was looking for. And here we are eight years later after writing my soulmate spec sheet, happily in love, married. I'm married to my soulmate with three more kids on top of the two I already had. So yeah, I love it. But I I want to go back to your statement. While I do have my I am statements, and I've talked about them in a previous episode, by the way, listeners, I will link to that episode Amazing. in the show notes. Amazing. Which I believe you'll be able to find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP278. I had the number in my head right before we started, but I it's just escaped me. Um, I've written about my I am statements, but they've up to this point been qualities of myself. And I, it's a, I am A to Z list. Like I am, but for each letter I have a quality, but it's never been, you know, I am like yours. You know, I, I am a successful, whatever I want to be. And you've given me a huge aha because I do journal. And tonight that is my journaling assignment to myself is to write that down. So thank you. And it's not, it's always been when I do look into the future and I see what I want, I have always written, I will and not I am. So thank you. Nice, nice. And what I would add, how I coach people is you write I am and then add on how you feel about that. So add the feeling behind it. You know, I, you know, I am someone that weighs, you know, 100 pounds, you know, if you weigh, so I weigh 327 pounds, I wanted to get to 227 pounds. So I weigh 227 pounds and I feel amazing and energized because I no longer have this excess body fat that's holding me back. I can dress how I want to dress. I can go and sit where I want to sit and I'm comfortable and you still add all those feelings behind it because that's where you kind of get connected uh, to your why. And anytime you set a big goal, it needs a big why behind it to kind of set you on fire. So that's how you make that, that little bridge from, you know, in your statement, it has to be 
a goal connected to a why. And by doing that, you go from I am to how I feel. And I think that will be, uh, it'll be a game changer for people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I this is the first time I think that I've ever shared this on the podcast, but I smoked for 15 plus years. I mean, as soon as I was legally able to purchase cigarettes, I did just because all my friends were in high school. And it was after I had my two oldest children when I realized that I could no longer push them in the swing without feeling winded that I realized, okay, this is not good. And I was so happy that I made that decision because I'm not saying that my littles don't wear the heck out of me. I mean, they do. (laughs) But the fact that I can push them in a swing now without feeling winded, I want to be able to do that in every area of my life. I mean, get up. I don't like running. I just have to put it out there. I do not like running. But whatever physical activity I'm doing, I don't want to get winded unless I've built myself up to that. You know, if I'm on the elliptical, yes, I'm going to get winded. But I put myself in that. I mean, pushing your kids in the swing shouldn't make you winded, in my opinion. Right, right, right. And I think the key with any goal and goal setting and, you know, you have to think about your why versus your why not. And so with you, you're, you know, quitting smoking, your why with your children was bigger than any and all of the why nots combined and you got it done. That's why you achieved it. And with a lot of people with weight loss, they say they want to lose weight. They have a goal of, I want to lose 20 pounds, but they don't really have that emotional attachment behind it. And the why nots win the, you know, it's easier just to go to Taco Bell drive through or it's easier just to you know sleep in instead of going to my boot camp class to work out at six in the morning. You know, the why nots will win if the why isn't big enough. So that's if any of you are out there that are listening have had you know some of that. It's what I call the, the black hole of fitness doom, where you go back and forth, back and forth. You lose weight, you gain weight, and there, so there's four four steps. I do a lot of naming of processes, by the way, Kim. I like to help people visualize kind of the their, what their body's going through and what their oh, transformation looks like. So the Yes, yeah, so the, the black hole of fitness doom, there's four phases. First phase, and this is going to ring true with a lot of people. That's the only reason I bring it up. Uh, the first phase is we try something new. We do a new boot camp. We read a new book. Uh, we join a new Facebook group, and we learn something new that has to do with nutrition or fitness or both. And that's the first phase. We're psyched about it. Second phase is we get initial results because we have a new stimulus. Our body has, is not used to this workout or this nutritional regimen, and we're psyched about that. We're building momentum. Phase three is where we lose it. That's when life happens. We're not ready for it. And that's where our danger zones pop up where, you know, there is work stress or the, even something as simple as our kids going back to school or summer vacation starting and it changes the routine and people can't handle that, that curveball. They're not ready for it. And then the fourth phase is a crash and burn. We go right back to where we started. We regain weight. We lose momentum and until that next thing comes along and the process starts over and over and over again. And each time we go through it, it gets harder because we are starting to realize that, uh, you know, we're wasting time. We're wasting money. We're wasting effort. We're, you know, depleting our willpower. We're depleting our hope. And it just gets harder and harder and harder. And I like to find people in this situation and drag them out of it and say, okay, here is where you're at. Here's where we can get, to, you know, here's where we want to be. And here's how we get there. Here's a roadmap. Like I said, I have a lot of just, you know, I, I like to create processes and name them so that people can visualize where they're at. So they aren't just trying. People are willing to try, but I want you to try and understand your location and say, okay, I'm here. There's where I need to go. Here's the roadblock in the way. Here's how we solve that roadblock and overcome it and keep making progress. So that's kind of 
my unique ability. That's where I'm a little bit different, where I'm not the, let's design my super spectacular nutrition plan or my super secret, you know, you know, Russian workout program or whatever, the fat melting, you know, I'm just like, you know what, let's really focus on those life happens moments. Let's focus on those danger zones and say, what's always screwed us up. Let's fix that. Let's, you know, if you're on a road, there's a giant hole and you just keep on driving into the hole, you know, instead of just switching cars, let's fix the hole. And that's what I focus on uh, so that people can actually make progress. So a good example is I've got a client that's an accountant and she would lose, you know, 30 to 50 pounds during about nine months of the year. And then tax season would hit and she would gain it all back because she would just totally check out and eat whatever she wants, not exercise. And then back and forth, back and forth every year. So I said, let's focus on tax season. It doesn't matter what nutrition program we're on, what exercise program we're on. Let's focus on the danger zone. Let's solve that. And we don't have to completely solve it. Let's only gain half the weight back. And so that next year we, we set, set her up to succeed. And we said, okay, we only gained half the weight back. And the next year we half that again. And now she's able to maintain her weight loss. No problem. But it's, I, I try to encourage people to think differently with their bodies, with their health, and, you know, we're, a lot of us are entrepreneurs. I'm sure you have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to your show and we will do that. We'll map out our business strategy, our podcasting strategy, mapping out all our guests and scheduling. We have all these charts and goals, but we don't do that with our health. And without our health, we have nothing. So you know, I just challenge people to uh, take a step back and really invest some time thinking about their health, thinking about what danger zones they tend to fall in. And let's, uh, let's attack those so we can start making progress. You, that is so huge. I have just re- recently shared in episode 275 of the podcast. By the way, listeners, I did have the the episode number here wrong. It's episode 284. So I, um, you can get all the show notes and everything over the, at com forward slash PP284. But in episode 275, I shared how just a couple of weeks ago, I was actually in the hospital, Adam. And I was so guilty about putting, about scheduling everybody else's appointments, even clients. I was so, I am so guilty of putting everybody's needs before my own that I had been very lazy about addressing my own health needs. And I have hypothyroidism, but I was being lazy about going to the endocrinologist who is truly the best doctor to help me with that. I had been going to we have Kroger here in my town. It's our gro- It's one of our best groceries and they have what they call the little clinic inside. So I was going to them just because it was so fast. I could, you know, reserve my time online, go for my appointment, but they're not specialists. They, you know, they're, that's not what they're trained in. So I ended up winding up in the hospital because they weren't trained to know what to look for. And actually on the day that this episode goes live, it's my 39th birthday. At 38 years old, I was experiencing all the classic signs of a heart attack. Wow. Chest pain, you know, the the horrible pains down the arm. And it's all because my thyroid levels were so out of whack, despite the fact that I was taking my medication every day. Wow. But there's something deeper going on. And this would probably, this will I'm sure very much contribute to me helping with the million dollar challenge, but I'm going to be tested for celiac disease. So that's going to be a drastic diet change for me. I mean, that's goodbye McDonald's, goodbye every single fast food establishment in my town. No more wheat. Right. And it's not just going to be me. It's going to be my whole family. I can hear my son groaning in the background. (laughs) He's homesick today. So yeah, he just turned around and looked at me like, what? (laughs) 
No, we've been, and it's not just we, meaning my family, but Midwesterners and Americans. And to those listeners who are not what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to stereotype you, but we've gotten so lazy and we've been omitting the fresh stuff from our diet because it's just so easy to not. I mean, in Kroger, they put the bulk candy right next to the fresh produce. How is that helping us? That's crazy. That's crazy. So what do you see as being your client's biggest hiccups? I mean, I know you brought up the accountant, but are there, is it just too easy? I have to say it that way to blame everybody else. Is there an issue of not taking accountability for ourselves and we can just blame it on others? Yeah. Projection versus ownership is a big deal. That's something that I podcast on quite a bit. I do a lot of uh, kind of one-on-one client sessions where we talk about this and just taking responsibility. And that's part of being positive, being productive and moving towards your goals is owning your situation. So when I close out my podcast, my, my tagline is own it every meal, every workout, every day. So that's how we have to view it because there are always going to be excuses and we can make progress or we can make excuses and we can't do both at the same time. So a lot of people will point that finger and they point it on their husband or their, their wife. Like I, I had a, a man that I, I was counseling, I was coaching him and his big trip up was he's been to my program three different times, did done three different eight week boot camps. First time he lost 50 pounds. Second time he, he regained a little bit and then lost 30 pounds. And I was like, all right, man, let's figure out why you're regaining in between. And he goes, well, my wife won't cook me the right things. And I'm like, dude, welcome to the year like 2000. Let's, let's learn how to cook something. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, yeah, the, yeah, that was his thing. He was just totally pointing that finger out. And I, I saw, I got uh, had the honor of, of hearing uh, Mel Robbins speak this uh, last fall. And she said, said something really wrong true with me. She said, when you point the finger of blame outward, just remember that those last three fingers are pointing right back at you. So that's, that's what I, what I told him. Like, you have to take responsibility for your situation. You can't rely on anybody else to be cooking your food for you. Like, you know, you need to learn how to throw some meat and veggies in a, in a freaking crock pot and turn it on. It's going to take five minutes. So I walked him through it and we got him over the hump and now he's self-reliant on his food. There's that excuse is eliminated. So a hundred percent, like we, we just cannot blame. We're talking about our health. Uh, another good example. I just interviewed a young man uh, that his name is Nick Santanastaso and his interview will be coming out here in a, a couple of Wednesdays. He was born with something called Hanhart syndrome. So he, it, that causes um, underdeveloped limbs. So he basically has no legs. He has one arm and on his one arm, he only has one finger. And, you know, he doesn't use that as an excuse. This young man, he's 22 years old. He's a fitness model. He's a bodybuilder. If you search, uh, if you just go and Google Nick Santo, S-A-N-T-O, um, his videos will blow you away. He's flipping 200 pound tires, uh, you know, doing pull-ups, bench pressing. Uh, he learned how to drive. He basically took every, you know, the checklist that his do- doctors told his parents he would never be able to do, all the things he'd never be able to do. He's going and checking all those off. And it's just amazing. So, if he can do that, you know, and we're sitting here saying, well, my work schedule is really busy, so I can't eat healthy. I mean, really, you know, really? So we have to hone in on that why. And 
another episode that I recently did on the show was called find your why before your why finds you because wow. that heart attack's coming, that stroke is coming, that, you know, diabetes is coming and you find your why or that why is going to find you. It will, your health will catch up to you. And that's why we have to get serious about it. So, you know, I try to deliver a few wake up calls every once in a while and I'm not shy about doing that. And I've lost clients because I tell them like you, you know, I, I use the, the, the term, uh, you must now retract head from butt region and let's, uh, let's get, let's get serious about this and just realize that, you know, your health is your most important investment. And without that, like you should be thinking about your kids, your grandkids, the people that need you to be around and to be effectively around and have quality time together for years and years and years. That's who you're investing in. That's who you're getting up at six in the morning to work out for. That's who you're, you know, eating your, uh, you know, you're taking time to meal prep and think about your danger zones and, and all that stuff. That's who you're investing time with. So, um, that's, uh, that's, you know, the whole taking ownership is everything. If you are blaming somebody else, that's the first thing we need to eliminate and own your situation. And really, uh, that, that's the first thing you have to do to start making positive progress. Adam, have you read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? No, I've not. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's a recommended read for anybody who's listening to this episode because it's conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level. It's sitting right in front of me, even though I actually finished reading it while I was in the hospital. And one of those topics that he does discuss is the blame game. And there's yeah. a whole other bunch of reasons why we don't go to the next level. I mean, there's even self-sabotage. I've seen it in my own life. You know, people people start to see something good in their life and they will self-sabotage because they're afraid of what's going to happen, you know, when that big goal comes. But we need to stop being afraid and just go for it. Yeah, I see that exact situation happening with with people on you know, major weight loss journey. So within, within the 35,000 pounds in my hometown, I've helped 15 different people lose over a hundred pounds from my hometown, of Bloomington, Indiana. And so it's really cool having my fitness studio because I'm on, I'm on the front lines of this battle against obesity. I'm in the trenches and I see trends happening. So a trend that I would see people falling victim to would be, they've got over a hundred pounds to lose. And they're kind of being that hard charging person. I'm in it, you know, saving my life. And then all of a sudden they reach their hundred pound goal. And I call it the, the new purpose, new identity. So, you know, that's, that's the kind of the conundrum that they hit where they're like, okay, I've run out of real estate. You know, I don't have any more weight to lose. Now, who am I? What's my new purpose? What's my new identity? And a lot of times, they fall back, you know, people that, that, that aren't ready for that. I try to make sure my clients are ready for that, but you know, we start setting new non-scale goals, non-scale victories. Like, all right, you know, let's learn how to do pull-ups. Let's make sure we can do push-ups. Let's run a 5k. Let's do a, a uh, obstacle course race. Uh, you know, let's jump out of an airplane or you know, whatever. Let's set some physical goal that has nothing to do with your body weight. That's nothing to do with your scale and start shifting our energy towards that because eventually you run out of weight to lose and it's a real issue for a lot of people. Same thing again with um, people that are very motivated by getting married or losing weight for the wedding. And then that happens and then that's over. Okay, now what's going to motivate you? So anybody in that situation where it's kind of a deadline, a timeline goal, like even with me, with my five-year plan, if I kind of crossed the finish line and decided like, all right, cool, now I can just chill. 
then I would start to backslide in a lot of those areas. But instead, I just set new goals and we start doing the same process. You know, the process worked once. It's created a, a really amazing life and lifestyle for, for myself and my family. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, you can't be in that situation where it's like, Oh, this is working so well. I believe I will now quit doing it all together. Uh, so if it's working, we keep going. That, that's, uh, that's another key, uh, you know, captain obvious takeaway, I guess for the, the listeners out there. I know a few people just to follow along with what you were just saying. I know I have a few very close people in my life who have had gastric bypass surgery up until that point. They did not believe that they could lose the weight on their own. They had tried, but I believe that they were going through the slingshot diet method and it just never went well. And out of the three people that I can think of, one of them has gained much of the weight back. One of them has stayed where they were after, after the surgery. I mean, there was weight loss, don't get me wrong, but that was where it ended. And the other one has lost another 100 to 150 pounds since, you know, just because, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to gender specific guys. See, I'm looking up, or I'm making up words now, but yeah, just like because it. they have put in e- even more effort now, you know, this is done. So let's see how we can make it better. And it's been really amazing to see their journeys. I've been blessed, maybe blessed isn't the right word, to have um, incredible metabolism. However, I don't care how great your metabolism is. When you're just continually adding junk to it, yeah, your why will find you. I mean, my, my mom has had two strokes. And I don't know if she listens to the podcast. Sorry, mom. But... You know, there were, there was plenty of fast food growing up and I know that didn't help. She's still young. She is very slim, but two strokes. And I know that all the sodium and everything did not help. Yeah. It's like I said, that, that why is going to find you if you don't find it first. And it's sad. You know, I see so many people, like I try to head them off at the pass and make sure that they are engaged and, and actively thinking about who they need to be around for, but we don't, we don't save everybody. And, and, you know, Heart attacks happen, strokes happen, and then you know we got to circle the wagons and deal with that situation. And that's not a game over scenario. It's but then you're putting up a chance because maybe you don't survive that stroke, maybe you don't survive that heart attack. So let's not even get in that realm and and let's take action uh, before any of that sort of thing happens to us. Absolutely, Adam. What daily rituals do you have in your life? I've got uh, a pretty good little regimen. So. Uh, every day uh, I journal. Uh, I've got, I've tried a few different journals. Uh, I like the five minute journal quite a bit. Uh, I've recently found one that I like called the uh, the best self journal. And I'm not, you know, I don't have any like affiliate links or I'm not sponsored by any of these or anything. So just kind of honest recommendations. I really like that a lot because it breaks it down into quarterly uh, goals and it fits along with uh, my lifestyle rehabilitation statement and reading it. It, it, it kind of just meshes nicely. So I do that. Uh, I meditate Every day, I like the Headspace meditation app. I like that a lot. I love that yeah, too. I like, it's amazing. I like how they they divide it up into different categories, different styles of meditation. So uh, I like the one that's called uh, Reset. I like the one called Taking a Break. One's called Waking Up. So different you know, times of the day. Actually, I just, before we got on, I just recorded a little... Uh, my, my Friday episode is like a five-minute quick tip episode. And I just recorded one about meditation. I talk about... Uh, you know, my, I like to either meditate first thing in the morning, right before bed, 
or one of my favorite times to meditate is right between when I stop working and when I start to engage in family activities, just as a buffer of, okay, I'm switching modes and I need to be present. And it kind of like deletes the memory banks and, and all that stress of work stuff and allows me to be fully present for my family. So that's probably my favorite uh, way to use meditation. Um, then, uh, you know, working out, uh, I work out Monday through Friday, different styles of workout strength training and body weight training and lots and lots of mobility. That's something I've been very focused on the last couple of years, especially lots of stretching, lots of range of motion stuff. I want my body to feel good and operate really well because, you know, my body is a big part of my work machine. I'm getting ready to launch uh, a new Facebook group where I'm going to be going live, you know, doing follow along workouts for my people that are in that group and they can request stuff. And, you know, I kind of just on demand, you know, interactive workouts live with me. So it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, but I have to be able to move. I have to be able to uh, lead the charge and lead by example. So investing a lot of time in body maintenance is very important. Um, you know, other things I like to, you know, part of my routine is always spending quality time with my kids and my wife, you know, uh, whether it's, story time, uh, you know, ask them how their day went. Just, you know, I, I try to be one of those, you know, we all can get wrapped up. Like you were talking about earlier, just in the flow of the day, all the tasks, all the, the check boxes we need to check off and we can forget or just minimize a lot of the most important things. So I try to be that instigator of, okay, let's slow down and let's, let's talk. How did our day go? You know, what did we accomplish today? I talked to my kid, my son's seven, and, you know, when we do bedtime stories, I talk about, you know, what was his favorite part of the day? Uh, what didn't he like so much about the day? You know, how can daddy be a better daddy, you know, tomorrow than I was today? Like little conversations like that. I like to, you know, just connect as much as possible. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the, the, the basic routine. And then I, when I connect with clients, I try to be fully, fully uh, present, whether it's at my gym, uh, running classes, doing workshops, uh, going live on, on social media, doing podcasting. Like I try to be present with my audience, you know, even if it's with the podcast, you know how it is, Kim, and, and you're, you know, you're talking, you're, you're coaching on a topic. Uh, it can be kind of weird because you're just kind of, you know, yelling into the microphone. But I just try to imagine that my, you know, my audience is right there and, and I'm talking to them. So like right now I'm just imagining you guys listening to this and I'm like, okay, I've got to be present, uh, fully, fully present for you guys and, uh, you know, deliver as much, value as I can with every interaction. So when somebody hits me up on Instagram or Facebook, you know, I, I really try to deliver, like I try to go above and beyond, you know, I'm a kind of a grass, grassroots kind of guy, uh, bootstrapping all my efforts. And, you know, I do a lot of handwritten notes every day. Somebody walked in in my office and like, what in the heck are you doing? I have terrible handwriting, by the way. Like, like my, my, my Do you have doctor no, handwriting? no, no, no. It's like seven-year-old handwriting. My, my seven-year-old son and I, <laughs> yeah, I don't write in cursive. I print and it looks like my son wrote it. I mean, it's terrible, but I love handwritten notes. So I will hand, somebody will send me, uh, you know, you guys can try me. If you guys are listening in, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Just uh, my, my handle is at transformationcoach.me. Uh, that's where I'm at on social. Send me a message. I will send you a message back. And more often than not, I'll ask for your address because I want to send you a free copy of my book. And I'll, I'll write either in the book or I'll write a handwritten note. And I do this all day, every day, a lot of times. And I'm just connecting with people, getting my message out there. Um, but I just feel like so many fitness people, especially, they go real broad and they have all these things. I want to go deep. I want to connect. And that's the only way 
that the million pounds is going to be achieved is me really connecting with people. And they know that I'm a real person. I'm not some fancy fitness celebrity. I'm a dude from the Midwest. I, I go by the, uh, the, uh, the po- my, my podcasting moniker or whatever is the PhD, the previously heavy dude. And uh, I'm just a real person. Yeah, That's I'm just a real person. And I want to connect with you and I want to coach you and I want to make an impact. I know that if I help the world become a million pounds healthier, that good things will flow from that. And I'll be taken care of, uh, you know, the, all that, that good mojo will be reciprocated and it'll come back my way. I know that I know it a hundred percent. And uh, so now it's just, just a, ma- a matter of connecting, coaching, making an impact and just, you know, keep on putting good stuff out there and putting good uh, programs, good energy and uh, doing what I can to, to make that goal happen. I love everything that you just said. And I do have to share I love the transition meditation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And listeners, if you're looking for one, listeners, if you don't have headspace, Brendan Burchard actually has his release meditation and you can find it on YouTube. And that's what he uses it for as well is in between his different activities, he'll do his release technique and it will get him more present in the moment. And I have to say, I have only... Well, to be totally honest, just last week, re-downloaded Headspace, but I'm really passionate about getting into it every day because I, I held myself up from meditation because I thought my mind needed to be clear. And that's just in the preliminary training audios, Headspace, you know, the cool dude with the foreign accent says, you know, yeah, he, he just says, if you find yourself with your thoughts wandering, just gently bring them back or something like that. And it it was really encouraging for me to hear that. And then I do just want to say really fast, I love how you ask your kids how you can be a better parent. I am yeah, scared to ask that question, but I think I'm going to have to ask that tonight. I've never asked them before. I can only imagine. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, there's no filter. I mean, it's like crazy stuff from like, you could comb your hair in the morning because it's kind of weird dad you know like like my son my son is just like me he's full of energy full of life and he will just say whatever's on his mind you know uh you could give me more candy you know th- things like that happen a lot um so it's uh you know as long as nothing like you make me cry all the time you know th- you know as long as that doesn't pop up then i know i'm, I'm on a good track so <laughs> that's uh you know it, it's a fun little activity you can try that Oh, I know. I I can just imagine, especially my my daughter Zelda. I don't know if I if you know Adam, but my my husband is a video game developer. So yes, Zelda was named after yes. the video game. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um. But she will. I'm sure she will have the most classic answer. I might have to do a Facebook Live. Just be totally transparent about this tonight, Adam. This has been amazing, and I can't wait to meet in in person in just a month and a half listeners, we will both be at Steve Olsher's new media summit in April, 2018 in San Diego. I'm going to put a link in there. Yes. I I have to disclose just because it's my nature. It is an affiliate link, but it is such a great event. I know Adam and I, well, I'm going to say for myself, but I'm sure based upon what Adam's already said, we would love to meet you in person. If you're listening, Adam, this has been amazing though. And again, I can't wait to meet you in person. Where again can listeners find you online? Yeah, the, uh, you know, the kind of the tip of the spear of my whole Adam Shively experience is my podcast, The Million Pound Mission. Uh, it's on, you know, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, everywhere that you go for podcasts. That's, I go three times a week, 
uh, I like to do a, a kind of a coaching session, a 20 minute coaching session on a topic uh, once a week on Mondays. And I do an interview on Wednesdays with anybody that's a, a health influencer. And then on Fridays, I do a, a quick five minute tip where you can take that and apply it right away over the weekend. So uh, that's a great place to start. And then you can always check out my website, transformationcoach.me. And that is, uh, you can also go to millionpoundmission.com. It goes to the same place. So it's easier to remember. Uh, we're working on that transition. But and then on social media, Instagram and Facebook are my my jams, and that's at transformationcoach.me. Uh, let me know how you thought uh, we did with the interview today. I'd love to get your feedback uh, or if you have any questions from that. And also, I want to challenge you all: uh, please leave a review for this show. Uh, you know, Kim, you know, has done a great job with the show. I really enjoy the vibe of it. Anybody that's putting out positivity uh, is good in my book. That's needed right now in this world that we live in. And I would love for you to leave a review for this episode. Mention the PhD, the previously heavy dude. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll know that uh, we did a good job. So do that for me. Uh, if you got any value out of this episode. You rock. That was awesome. I wasn't expecting that. So thank you. Adam, I would love one last piece of parting advice or a golden nugget for listeners, please. Let's see. Now the pressure is on. Uh, I would say that if you're out there, and you're in a similar situation that I was in almost 10 years ago now, where you feel like life has kind of got you down. And, you know, you may be, maybe an overweight thing, it may be a stress thing, it may be a work thing, maybe kind of everything happening at once, like, like it was with me. Just take a minute to breathe and realize that you're in control of your destiny. And I want you to think about flipping that light switch on and focusing on taking control over your thoughts, over your mind. And focus on the positive and just give yourself a seven-day challenge, all right? A seven-day challenge where you're going to write down your goals. I want you to read them morning and night just with the format that we talked about before. It's got to be positive. It's got to be present tense. And let's see what happens because I think, you know, momentum is so precious. And if I can help you capture a little bit of positive momentum, you can take it from there, my friends, and then anything is possible. And good luck to you. Today's episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast is brought to you by the Positive Productivity Pod, created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success without burnout. The pod offers weekly group coaching sessions, online courses, a private member community, and tons more. To learn more about the pod and to sign up, visit PositiveProductivityPod.com. See you on the inside.